Gardening Talkback, Scotty Sharpest here, ready to fire up into the garden again, mate, today. Yeah, the whistle's been blown and off we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in the end of the first quarter, or the first half, um, answering your calls, 49216216, if you have a question today. Uh, Scotty, a couple of things you may also bring to the table. We've also got some topics as well. Mm. Uh, Royal Mantle, a really beautiful plant for the garden. Cousin It, another great, tough ground cover. And the woolly bush, a uh, plant from over in Western Australia, but can do pretty well here. Now, Scotty, the last time I did gardening talk back with you, I can recall we had a lot of calls uh, in the, the citrus world. So you're going to sort of focus in laser-like sharp on that today, but uh, into the mandarin trees. Yes, I, well, we'll give it a go. Where do you stand on the mandarin, Mark? I like the mandarin. If, if, if Again, if, it, if it's a good one that tastes good, you know, I mean, you can get a bad one. As uh, long as they taste that really sharp kind of you know tarty taste okay so i'm I'm an imperial man myself and i'm not talking about star wars here i'm talking i'm talking about the mandarin because i like the loose skin i like the almost absence of seeds uh so look as soon as the imperials go off the shelf it's all over for me and they look they are just as easy to grow as any of the others honey murcot's not a bad one as well but the skin's a little bit tighter on there so yeah not a not a big one I don't like getting you know the my fingers dirty really with the mandarin peeling well that's that's the thing isn't it i mean you they're great but then you, you tear a piece and then oh that only put you know a little bit off and it takes you about five minutes to actually get expose enough of the fruit part yeah or if you're there spitting out the pips for like 10 minutes just on your first little part your first segment no not good so look they are all out uh fruiting really very nicely at the moment uh as far as care not much too much you have to do at the moment when they've got their fruit on them uh the only thing you might be doing at the moment is just looking after um you know making sure you don't get that bronze bronze orange bug you know the old stink bug yes uh, so it's time their, their little nymphs are actually being nymphs a little it makes them sound like they're playing around in the bottom of the garden but they're not they're getting ready to attack your citrus tree uh come the warmer months so you can actually go out and give those a bit of a spray at the moment just to keep them under control and reduce the numbers uh to do that you just use your uh pyrethrum spray um, how, how big generally do the, the mandarin trees get? Is that something that, can, that is, remains fairly manageable or, or, or over the top? Yeah, I guess mandarins are probably one of the you know slightly larger ones. Four to five metres tall they will get, uh, most of the varieties. But again, just keep them cut down nice and low. Uh, you know, you can get up to the top of them on a you know a small step ladder. Uh, I think you might remember a couple of weeks ago I was talking about a mandarin or a citrus tree that I saw down on the central coast that had been kept down to pretty much waist height, but had been you know almost let spread out two or three meters across. Mm. So that seemed like a really good idea. To, uh, people had the net over it; it was you know very manageable. You can spray it. Uh, you can get rid of all the old fruit. You don't want the fruit dropping on the ground as well because that's when you get the uh, the fruit fly coming in the warmer months. So. Uh, yeah, mandarins are a nice, easy tree to look after. I, I think they're probably the most manageable, uh, you know, apart from lemons, uh, of the citrus tree. And just, again, easy to pick them off and, and eat them as long as you've got an imperial. All right. G'day, uh, J- uh, Jerry. You're from Hexham, and you're actually wanting to talk about your mandarin tree today, Jerry. Yeah, Amy? Yeah, Jerry. How can we help you? Uh, it's an older tree. It's the, the fruit's dry, and it's not as sweet as it used to be. Okay, it, it might be worth uh, you know adding some lime to the soil and using some poultry manure around that. Uh, so some regular liming of of the plants probably the, the way to go. Where where are you at, mate? I'm in Hexham at the moment, but it's on a drop out of Belbert at Cessnock. Uh, so the the plant's actually out of Belbert, is it? 
Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, look, I, I would in that case, uh, yeah, definitely be adding some lime to the soil out there, um, feeding regularly with poultry manure about three times a year. If it's an old plant, when was the last time you gave it a cutback? Uh, this time last year. Yeah, was it a good heavy one? Yeah, it yeah. was. Okay, that, that's good. They do need a good heavy cutback. As well as the poultry manure, you can also use those, you know, pelletised citrus food. There's one called Sudden Impact, which is for roses, but it's fantastic for citrus plants as well. Or you can just go and get the, uh, you know, the ones that are almost more, a little bit more chemically, I guess is the way to describe it, and uh, use those regularly. There's lots of trace elements in there, and that will uh, keep your citrus tree and your mandarin uh, really nice and healthy. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Okay, thanks for calling up, Jerry. Cheers. Thank you very much, Jerry. We're heading to uh, East Maitland now. And Glenn, uh, you're still in the uh, fruit, mate. You've got passion fruit on your uh, mind today, Glenn. I have, yes. Um, we've got had one in for about 18 months, and it's um, been dropping its leaves and everything. But I've just bought another one, and I'm just concerned that um, we have a swimming pool which sometimes the water overflows, and I'm just wondering whether that would affect it or not. Look, it could uh, because, you know, obviously there's chemicals in that pool and if it's getting in around the plant, it's not going to be very happy. But if it's just dropping its leaves at the moment, I I wouldn't despair. It's just the cold weather at the moment. Uh, Yeah, we've had had plenty of that. Yeah, and and passion fruit are, as you know, a tropical, subtropical plant. So, uh, you know, they they prefer the the warmer months of the year. Uh, And so, look, they they are dropping uh, their leaves at the moment. Uh, I have one in my backyard. It's the bane of my life at the moment. It's coming from the next door neighbours. It's all up through the trees. All the old passion fruit is sitting on there. They've dropped down to the ground, but uh, the uh, the rodents, the erraticus, erraticus, are coming and eating all the unripe, you know, because the fruit won't ripen at the moment. So it's, they're just coming and eating all the fruit there. They're driving yep. my dog crazy. Uh, so look, don't don't be concerned uh, if you've got some leaf drop. Uh, but if you have got any old fruit on there and you can get rid of it, definitely get rid of it because it, it just won't ripen now. Yep. All right then, Scott. Thank you very much for that. Okay. Appreciate the call, Gan. All the best of luck with that, Glenn. Four nine two one six two one six. If you have a, a question for Scotty Sharp today with gardening talk back, Cole at Largs. Uh, you've got a soil question today, Cole. Yes. Yeah. How can I we help? How can we help you, Cole? Uh, uh, not too bad. I just got some garden soil brought in yeah, the other day, but it is pretty bloody wet. I'm just wondering whether a bit of garden lime in it and sweeten it up a bit or just leave it the way it is. So you've got some sort of sandy loam, did you? No, i got some topsoil, good, good garden soil. Yeah, okay. doe Look, I, I wouldn't just go, uh, you know, adding lime to it yet. Um it all depends what you're going to use it for as well. What what plants are you going to be using it on, mate? Oh, it'll be different types of vegetable plants. I've got some peas to go in it, and I've got some broccoli to go in it. And... Yeah, okie doke. Well, look, I, I probably wouldn't uh, go uh, using the lime just as yet. Often uh, garden soils, they're packed out with poultry manure. Uh, poultry manure is nice and cheap. Uh, it also, you know, it's a good organic matter for the soil, but it is slightly yeah. alkaline. So you going and adding more lime to that soil, you know, may well oh, yeah. increase the alkalinity too much. Mm. So I, I'd spread it out, get it into your garden, um, cross fingers that, uh, you know, we have a little bit of a dry spell just for a little while, uh, you know, even one or two days. Imagine yeah, that. Yeah, well, it's going it, it's to take some drying out because it is bloody wet and it's in sort of lumps and that, but... Uh, I'm breaking it all down with the rake and so forth, and I've got 
fowls running there so I can put a bit of fowl manure in it whenever I want to. Right, yeah. Look, that sounds like a good idea and um, breaking up those clumps is great. Once it's it's settled itself in, uh, it might be worth just grabbing a small sample and taking it to your local garden centre. They'll be able to do a quick soil pH test for you. And, uh, right, that, Yeah, that'll just give you a, a little, uh, you know, benchmark i guess uh to see yeah. what, what the soil's uh, you know doing uh, if you're going to then start using it through the summer months where you're growing tomatoes and uh you know lettuce and other plants like that you just want it to be neutral slightly acidic uh and then in the winter you start adding lime to uh, make it slightly alkaline for your cauliflower and cabbage uh, broccoli oh, yeah. and other sort of plants so you want to try and adjust your soil uh, pH as it goes through the year and depending on what you're planting in it. 2NURFM 103.7, it is Gardening Talkback. Scotty Sharp is here, as is Warwick at Toronto. And Warwick, uh, we're still sticking with the mandarins today. Yeah, it seems to be a popular topic, doesn't it? It certainly um, does. I think yeah, everyone's enjoying eating them. That's why they're uh, having well, some questions. Well, good luck to them because my tree hasn't fruited much this uh, this season. Uh, it has in past, but not, not this particular one. It's quite a mature tree, probably well, at least a dozen years old, but really very little fruit. Yeah, okay. okay. And look, and tell me about you're a, a good feeder of the tree. Yeah, look, I give it a feed every so often with the um, just with the citrus feed, and mm-hmm. I've had thrown a little bit of um, ash on it from the fire. Yep, okay, that's good. That'll uh, try and make the, the you know make the soil a little bit more alkaline for you. Yeah, I, yeah. I would get some poultry manure and give it a more regular feed with some organic matters with the poultry manure. They really, mm-hmm. really love it. So you can do that about three times a year if you want to. Right. Um, depending on how big the tree is, uh, you know, a bag or a couple of bags around the drip line, and then you can also use yep. that, uh, you know, the, the pelletised one you've been using as well mm, as. Mm, mm. They do like a good cutback, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I did uh, hear you mention that. So when's the best time to uh, to give it a trim? Yeah, look, leave, leave it now until it warms up. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, once we get into those, you know, later weeks of August, that's when you could start to give it a cutback if, if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've pretty... never done that. Never done that with the tree, uh, so possibly uh, that could be one of the reasons. But it's been a really good fruiter over the over the years. Yeah, and so with with a citrus, the the fruit comes, you know, like most uh, you know um, fruiting plants, the fruit comes on the new growth. I mean, I was up around the vineyards on Saturday having a look up there, and oh, some of the vines you uh, you see them come back just to, to one or two little stems out of the main branch. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can almost do the same thing with a mandarin. Maybe not as heavy as that, but uh, you know, give no. it a decent, you know, one third off if you want to. One third off. Yeah, I know. I did have. Uh a bad plague of the, uh, the the stink bugs, the orange bronze bugs, and um, they may have taken a lot of the new growth off, and that could be a reason for it. Yeah, just may when when uh, you get that new growth, uh, you know, in the in the warmer months, so they just withers back when the stink bugs are in there. They the little proboscis goes in there, and they just start sucking sucking the sap out of the plant. It really affects them. So that's one to keep on top of. And as I was saying before, mm. if you've got some pyrethrum, you can head out there now and just generally, uh, you know, give a spray around with that. Just to keep the little nymphs, you know, the little baby um, bronze yep. orange bugs under control, uh, yep. a good cutback, a good feed. And, uh, you know, that new growth will probably harden up for you uh, by the time we get to the warmer months and the, the bronze orange bugs are out and about. So it might be a good time mm-hmm. to do it just in the next few weeks. Excellent. Thank you, Scott. Okay, good on you, Warwick. Thanks for the call. All right, all the best there, Warwick. We're, we're sticking with mandarins now and heading to Maitland. Bob, you have a question for uh, Scotty today. Uh, yeah, mate. Um 
I've got a mandarin tree. It's still producing pretty good fruit. It's probably about 30 years old. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> that's older. Yeah, I know. I was no, going to say that's older than me. Older. But <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened a few years ago, I, um, I trimmed it back fairly severely high. And I heard you say earlier that um, you could trim them down to waist height and they'd still, you know, still be okay. I just, I just wanted to get the full story on that. I was actually driving and I wasn't paying attention to the wireless, so yeah, look, that, uh, can I get going? Yeah, go that, that's right. I, I remember seeing a, a documentary a few years back when, you know, the droughts were getting really bad and, and the citrus growers out, uh, you know, out west, they were cutting their trees almost back down to the ground just to preserve them so that, uh, you know, the, the rootstock would remain under the ground. But once the yep. rains came back and the water came back, then all that infrastructure, I guess, is the way to look at it, would be there and the plant would spring back to life again. Uh, and and, okay. and it, made, it made me think about that when I was down the central coast uh, about two or three weeks ago and I saw this garden uh, out around the Empire Bay area where this gardener had cut his citrus back. It was a, a lemon tree, but it was. It was back down to waist height and he'd just let it spread out probably two or three metres in diameter and it was just looked like a really good way to do it. Um, you know, it probably wasn't the most attractive thing in the world, but it was easy to throw a net over. Uh, you know, it's easy to spray. It's easy to keep all the fruit under control. And I've got to tell you, there was enough fruit on that plant to, uh, you know, feed yourself and all your neighbours as well. So, uh, you know, it looked pretty brutal what, what the guy had done to it, but uh, it, it certainly was working. Yeah. Okay. That, well, that, that's all there. And, and that's the thing with this tree. Um, the amount of fruit we get off it, all the neighbours, um, they do all right out of it. And it's, um, you know, yeah, quite quite a healthy tree. Um, yeah. But and look, it I, I think straight up. Yeah, and I, and I think to, to speak to that, this man, this uh, lemon that I saw, it was almost like it had been bonsai away. It, you know, in a way it had been pruned that way, you know, nice and regularly. It ha hadn't just been let to spring back up in the air and then, you know, cut back down to level. The, the, the person had, you know, obviously tended it, um, you know, a bit like a bonsai, bonsai some um, gentle pruning um, to let it spread out nicely like that. So, look, I thought it was a really good idea and, and probably worth a crack at. Scotty, I know you'd love to do nothing more on a Monday than just talk to them and answer their questions, get them out of trouble in the garden. Yeah, we're like a rescue mission. We're like the, the Westpac rescue helicopter, aren't we? We're here for plants to uh, help people out. Let's not overcook it too much. Okay. Carmel, you've got a lemonade tree. What's going on there at Curry, Carmel? Um, look, I've got a couple of seasonings from a lemonade, and I saw on like a, a clip, you can actually plant, if you cut a used um, tea bag, you can actually put the seeds in a used tea bag, and it'll help grow the seeds. Yeah, look, there's, there's absolutely no reason why you can't do that. That sounds like a really good idea. Uh, you can also just, uh, you know, use a, a seed-raising mix as well. Now, you've got to remember, Carmel, that when you start raising, you know, um, planting seeds of a plant, uh, that the it won't be, you know, that's when you can get variation. The, the seed of a plant won't necessarily be exactly the same as the plant that came before it. And that's why often in, in, uh, in you know, you know, cultivation now, uh, people use cuttings. And so it's a sort of a much more successful way of doing it. 
now, also remembering that a lot of uh, citrus trees now are on grafted rootstock, which makes them grow, you know, a lot more healthily. Uh, but you'll certainly be able to get a lemonade tree out of it, and uh, it will it will grow for you. It might not be as vigorous as a grafted one. Um, you might get some variation in it, but uh, you'll certainly be able to get a plant and get some lemonade fruit off it. Yeah, no. Look, it, it, you certainly you certainly have to keep on watering it. Um, it it's it, the tea, I guess, is just acting as if it's a little bit of soil just to germinate the seed. Don't boil yeah. your kettle and and put, do it that way. That that's not going to be very helpful. Just normal cool water uh, and just keep it moist, and uh, that seed will germinate, and then you can start progressively potting it up into bigger pots, and then finally it's into the ground. Place. Yeah. All right, all the best, uh, Carmel. Thank you for that. And, Scotty, I've learned something today. When I saw that uh, up on the board, that lemonade tree, I'm thinking, do we mean lemon? But the, a lemonade is actually a tree, not yeah, just a drink. It, it's it's a citrus tree. Uh, I believe it's a cross between a, a grapefruit and a lemon. Okay. And it uh, does have a lemonadey taste to it. I guess the longer you leave it on the uh, on the plant, the sweeter it's going to be. So, yeah, that's, that's not a bad. It's slightly bigger than a lemon um, and... A nice, uh, you know, nice addition to the garden. And you learn something every week that you're listening to Gardening Talkback with Scotty Sharp. 49216, rather, 216, uh, if you have a question today. Lorraine, you're at Barnsley there, and you have a couple of Hoya plants that are not going all that well, are they, Lorraine? No, no, they're not. I've had them for a very long time, and um, they're about, uh, I suppose, a metre, metre and a half tall, growing up on a, on a pyramid. But the leaves have lost all their, their, their shine and they're just hanging down and drooping. And I was just wondering, I haven't been watering them much because you're not supposed to water them in the winter time. but I don't know what I've, what I've done wrong or that they've caught something. Yeah, where, where are they? Are they actually, uh, you know, undercover or are they outside? Yeah, they're, they're undercover on the back veranda. Yeah, so look, I, I would give them some water in that case. It sounds like they might be a, a touch stressed, and as you know, they don't like the cold anyway. So, no. um, yeah, just give them a little bit of a water and, and, and see what uh, you know, see what happens. Um, you should try and let them dry out though between watering. Um, you don't want them sort of sitting there in, in soggy, you know, having wet no. feet is the is the term no. that we use. So yeah, give them a water and just let it dry out again, and just keep on doing that. Uh, hopefully it'll warm up, you know, in the next few weeks for us and uh, your yeah. plant will take off again. Hoyas sometimes get mealybug on them and it's like a white cotton woolly little insect. Yeah, I've, I've treated them for that, yes. Yeah, yeah so that, that would be making them unhappy as well. Yeah. Uh, look, it, it's worth just, uh, you know, using a, a gentle pyrethrum spray on there just to try and keep that mealybug mm-hmm. under control. Yeah. I haven't um, fed them for a long time and they've been in that same pot and in the same soil, would it? Would I need to lift them and put some more soil underneath them or some potty mix or something? Yeah, if the soil sunk down, most definitely. Uh, and then you'll be able to, uh, you know, just rejuvenate it that way. Uh, feeding as well. If they've been in a pot, uh, you know, for a long time without any feeding, they're going to be a bit hungry. Uh, so some nice liquid fertiliser is probably the way to go. Okay. Uh, this is Gardening Talkback, and Scotty Sharp is here answering a lot of questions today. Scotty, lots of um, citrusy type questions. We've dealt with a lot of that this afternoon. The, the mandarins have just flooded in, haven't they? Well, they have, and there are a few more mandarin questions. This one from Hamilton North and Paul. G'day, Paul. G'day, guys. How are you? Pretty well. How can uh, we help you, Paul? Listen, how can you make your mandarin a little bit bigger? 
<laughs> are you, you going to give us the Are you going to give us the punchline here, Paul, or are we meant to supply that? <laughs> no, I, I try not to appeal to you, but I'm trying to find out how you can make a mandarin from a say a size of a golf ball to a big size uh, tennis ball. Okay, so you do just want to increase the size of it. Um, now, it just requires some regular watering um, to get your mandarins bigger, and just some, you know, some general good uh, regular feeding as well. Yeah, yeah, because we, we put in cucumera, yeah, and and then we put in lime, like you said, yes, and sometimes we bake up some oyster shells to put in in the ground. Oh, that's a good idea. So yeah, that's just adding to the lime. Look, what I would do, I would go and grab some of that, uh, you know, that pelletized, um, you know, almost uh, chemically white, chemically, uh, you know, all round citrus food. And oh, okay. Yeah, and start using that. It might be that you're just you know uh, lacking in a couple of trace elements in the soil so uh using those uh you know pelletized citrus food will certainly fix it up for you all the best with all of that paul and g'day now to helen at walls and you have a question for scotty today helen yeah hi scott um i've got a croton in a pot it's probably about maybe two foot high i've had it for quite a few years and because of the rotten weather we've been having, I've put it in the shade house and it's all dying. So will it come back or will I just forget about it? Oh, look, I wouldn't forget about it, but I'd probably I'd get it out of the shade house and into a, an area in the garden that's protected from the, you know, from the southerly winds under a tree or, or something where it's still getting, uh, you know, some sort of cover, um, but there's a lot more light coming onto it. You've got to remember with crotons, where they actually grow, you know, up further north, you know, from Coffs Harbour, yeah. um, north, they'll grow out in the full sun and, and do very, very well because they've got that humidity to draw on that we don't have, uh, you know, so much down here in Newcastle. We also have the colder nights as well that they don't like, but they will survive. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I'd think about moving that uh, into a nice protected spot, but where it's getting a lot more light. All the best with that, Helen. Dennis at Singleton, uh, you have a citrus question today, Dennis. Uh, yeah, I'll just turn this radio off. Uh, that's all right, mate. Uh, yeah, citrus has certainly been popular at the questions this uh, today, haven't they, this week? Well, I'll tell you what they have. I mean, you opened up the conversation, Scotty, by just mentioning about the mandarin trees, and yes. all of a sudden mandarins, we've had the lemonade trees, uh, and uh, hopefully, Dennis, you're still there. We can talk about uh, your citrus question today. Yeah, mate, I am in halfway on the program, so I'm not sure if the question's already been asked, but soon you were talking about citrus. I have a lemon... Uh, a mandarin and a lemonade in yes. pots, large pots. Um, as soon as they the fruit uh, have finished, new growth is coming on, new buds, new fruit, and I just wonder with the best time of the year to prune it. Yeah, that that's look. That will happen. Uh, you'll get a second sort of flush of fruiting with the plant. Uh, often it won't uh, ripen up. Uh, you know, depending on when the when it comes on in the season. So really, the the best rule of thumb is once a plant, and it can be any fruiting and flowering plant, once it's finished. It's, it's fruiting season, that's the time to go and give it a, a cutback. Uh, now, the only thing I would say about, uh, you know, at the moment, mm -hmm. you don't necessarily want to go and give a plant a cutback at the moment because it's still a bit too cold. They'll get new growth on them and it'll start to, uh, you know, be burned off by any cold winds or frost that you might get. Uh, but the good rule of thumb is uh, once something's finished fruiting and flowering, uh, that's when you go and give it a really a nice hard cutback to uh, promote that new growth for uh, the fruiting next year.
All the best, Dennis, and good luck with that. Indeed, good luck to everybody that uh, made the time to ring up and be a part of Gardening Tour back today. Scotty, very, very busy afternoon. Uh, a lot of fruit, particularly, but uh, we got through the questions. Yeah, we certainly did. It's, it's great, isn't it? You just mention one thing and people just call up and it tickles their fancy. And here's the thing. What people don't know, you've got a whole bag full of topics over there. We can get into it any time. A cache of topics. <laughs> we'll save them for next week. <laughs> All right, that's next week with uh, Scotty Sharp and Gardening Tour back. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.